students. Welcome to episode 23 of the Film Student Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lazzaroni. My guest this week is Dan Murray, one of my classmates in the Cyan cohort. We talk about contradictory writing classes, the work of Billy Zabka, and we talk about the pilot that I just finished called Time Bar, which was actually inspired by an improv scene that Dan and I did together. Let's hear from Dan. On with the show. I've been a film fanatic most of my life, I guess. I, uh, I kind of bullied myself into this, if that makes any sense. <laughs> How does that work? Uh, so I was, I was working uh, in finance and accounting here in Chicago, and I just, it, it, w- it was kind of eating me up every day, and w- uh, taking classes at Second City was kind of a release for mm-hmm. me. So you were and taking some of the improv classes yeah. here already? Okay. And, uh, well, not the improv classes, all, all writing classes. Writing classes, okay. And so uh, I would always walk up past the Harold Ramis Film School like billboard here, and I would look at it and I'd be like, what's that? And then I never looked into it for whatever reason. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was just uh, taking a class one day. A student asked about it. A uh, teacher went on a long explanation explaining how great the program was. I was like, wow, that sounds like exactly what I want to do, but I uh, that was probably a year and a half ago. I didn't feel like I had the the courage to do it. I kept yeah. thinking about, oh my God, it, you know, with loans and this and that. Like mm-hmm. I'm never going to be able to do it. And then eventually, it just came to the point where I, I like, I don't know. I, I I made the decision. I was like, and you figure it out. Like almost like there was two of me. Like my <laughs> my brain was talking to myself. Like I'll make the decision, and then you figure out the rest afterwards. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> okay. I guess I, I kind of this is the story for a lot of people here, where it's it's like you know we'll figure out how to pay for it, and how to how to make it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, logistically work later. Yeah, like, it's it's an opportunity. It's something that not too many other people are getting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's a chance to to try something completely different. So so you were taking writing class. So have you been doing writing for a long time, or is that something relatively new for you too? Um, for, for a decently long time, I took a class in college too, which teaches us the exact opposite of what they teach you here. Because the lady, what's didn't, that? The lady didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> was um, it a creative writing class? Or like uh, a no, so it was, it was a filmmaking class. Uh, it was uh, part of our uh, January term. You took one immersive class, like uh, three or four hours a day for three weeks, mm. and you got uh, you know your three credits for it. And I remember her teaching us screenwriting there and I was I was really interested in it and she was like and I remember what she said because my first writing class at Second City I had with Dale mm-hmm. and he said pretty much the exact opposite which yeah. was you know don't uh don't do someone else's job in your script and this woman said to me at the time uh if two directors are handed the same script they should make the exact same movie <laughs> and I was like oh <laughs> So I'm gonna have to be really, there's, really specific. There's a show that is that is proof that that is not the case. Yeah. Uh, did you know about that one? Um, no. uh, what was it called? It was on Stars. Um, it was called like I say like making the movie or something like that. But they literally were curious about the same thing. So the guy who produced Goodwill Hunting, mm-hmm. um, who's friends with you know long time like childhood friends with uh, um, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chris. Uh, Chris White, I can't remember the guy's last name, uh, but he he decided to to do this competition show, uh, and they 
gave the same script to two different filmmakers. One that was like a longtime producer that was wanting to take her first foray into directing, and uh, the other who was a YouTube star who who was you know is used to producing all sorts of short end content mm-hmm. but had never created something long form. So it was their first each of their first direction. And gave them the same script, and they created two completely different movies. Like one is like a slapstick comedy; the other is like a heartwarming coming of age <laughs> film. And it, it's it's hysterical how how different they wound up making these. And they they got the script, and so it was still an adaptation. So that you know, it's not verbatim line for line this the same thing. They were still able to adapt it and adjust it. Mm-hmm. But it's proof that you could you could read a script and get two completely different movies out of it. Yeah. Uh, both of which work like they're, they're I don't think either of them are particularly great one the slapstick one's just like kind of a gross out it's mm-hmm. it's a YouTube star style comedy yeah uh, uh, the other one I liked a little bit more but it's a little more banal it doesn't have any real huge peaks and valleys yeah but yeah like you can do a lot with the same information that's terrible yes <laughs> what school like, is that what at? are the actors what should people avoid <laughs> uh, the, i can't say that because the class is a lot of fun so i can't i can't say that you should avoid it but it was at loris college and okay. it was a uh god i don't even remember the name of the class like writing for film or something like um that. You, you made them too though so like oh, okay yeah, uh yeah, I don't remember the name. So you're you've done some actual filmmaking as as well. Yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Have you ever done like a short film, like Forty Eight Hour or anything like no, that? No, no, no. Okay, you have to try one of those. Yeah, <laughs> I want to. It's a it's a good little kick in the pants of mm-hmm. just like go make something. You have no time. Like yep. just go go do this. And you did uh, the Not the Lampoon. I did. Yeah, the one time. So you saw some somewhat like I've, that. Yeah, well, I've done one of those. I hope I hope those come back around or you know they maybe. will. They're they're trying to do every couple months. Um, uh, Dustin actually asked me to talk to Kelly. They're both former guests on here, which is why I use first names. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I listen. To uh, but uh, try and get both of them or trying trying to uh, um, get that rolling again. Although the the idea behind it, they told me was to try and evolve it so mm-hmm. it'll hopefully change even a little bit more next time around maybe even change names because people seem to dislike that name oh yeah because <laughs> it's like handing someone a script you should get two different things <laughs> it's not supposed to be the same exact thing exactly exactly so what uh what are your kind of influences coming through this what what uh um you decided to go to comedy film school as opposed to just generic film school what what was the you know what? What kind of stuff brought you into this? Because I know you're into Departed and, and oh, Scorsese yeah. and that that territory. But what's um, why why comedy? Well, so it's hard to say what what particularly drew me to comedy. I guess it's just that I I felt that too often there are two different categories of comedy mm-hmm. where it's like oh either you either you take this uh, as a complete farce or it's uh, or it's like barely even a comedy. It's just a movie with little jokes in mm-hmm. there. And I just, I don't know. I felt like movies like Superbad were almost too and far, uh, few and far between. Mm-hmm. Where like uh, we, we have big jokes, but there is a true story behind this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I missed movies like that. I, yeah. I, was, I, wanted, I wanted to make something like that. And this program just really seemed like perfect for me because it was, like they say, it's like a one-year immersive thing. And I was like... That's that's what I want to do. I yeah. just want to get in there and do it. I don't want to, uh, you know, have to take two years of courses before I actually right. make something. I feel like movies like that too were a lot more common years ago, mm-hmm. but they've kind of 
not disappeared, but they, they've definitely become fewer and farther between. Yeah. The, the, there's maybe three or four big ones a year that like with big names and, you know, the Wolf yeah. Ferrells and, and, uh, and that sort of thing in the world. seems like a lot of that's moved to the digital, moved to, uh, uh, um, you know, Hulu and, and uh, Netflix and, and Amazon and all those. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I kind of wonder if I don't know if that's a studio thing or if that's just if that's a changing tastes thing for for audiences. It's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the big sick came out last year and that was that was great. That was so, amazing. Yeah. That was that was one of my favorite films last year. Mm-hmm. That and Lady Bird. Yeah. Uh, did you see Lady Bird? I have. Yeah. yeah it's really awesome. like Greta Gerwig. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and Laurie Metcalf is insane in that. Yeah, She's she so is. So good. Uh, but so what's uh, so th- that's. You know the general course for coming into comedy, but uh, what? Who are your influences? Like, what? Are, who? Are, who would you want to emulate? Is it just Seth Rogen and and uh, the super bad territory, or or um, uh, what else? I, I guess I feel like uh, Judd Apatow is is huge in mm. that kind of area of filmmaking, and so I do kind of want to emulate him. I also love when I look at stand up comedians. Uh, I think about you know John Mulaney all the yeah. time, and just uh, the, the ability to tell a story that is is so incredibly grounded in reality yeah. and make it so funny at the same time. That's what I think about. Like, that's the kind of stuff I want to do. Yeah, you heard his Salt and Pepper Diner bit. Oh yeah, that I keep driving past that. Yeah, that's drove past my, it on the way over. Yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> it's on, on my way into school. Mm. <laughs> Although it's, it's shut down now, but the nobody's taken over the space, so it still has the the banner across the top. But mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, no, oddly enough, I was watching John Mulaney clips like before you before you oh, watched yeah. up. Yeah, I was watching stuff from um, uh, so the his latest special, the um, Kid Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. He talks about that uh, cop from when he was a from when he was a kid. Oh that used yeah, to come to uh, Detective JJ Bittenbinder. Of course, somebody tracked that guy down and like asked him how he felt about mm-hmm. this, and so the it was the thing on James Corden where James Corden was asking. Him to like defend it against yeah. uh, Bittenbinder, who's who's now coming out and saying, "I never wore the cowboy hat when I was in the schools," and <laughs> yada yada yada. Which is the worst thing to like to protest. Be like, you know, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. But that cowboy hat, <laughs> that cowboy hat, that was that I take offense to. Yeah, <laughs> he apparently like takes offense to the entire thing, but that's the part where it's like, no, he he wore that cowboy hat. <laughs> I, I remember. Uh, so my dad was uh, a reporter in Chicago for many years. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and so. Uh, he knew a lot of detectives, so when that bit came out, I was like, "Did you ever know Detective J.J. Bittenbinder?" Because I remember him saying something to me from John Mulaney's sketch, where he's like, "Don't ever go to the secondary location." You know? Yeah, and uh, he he was like, "No." And then he sees the picture. He's like, "Yeah, I think I met that guy." I was like, oh. <laughs> "What kind of reporting did your dad do?" Uh, he did uh, all kinds of stuff on uh, engineering, mostly. Uh, now he works for an engineering magazine. Mm-hmm. But so it was uh, uh, written reporting or, or yeah, uh, written. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's I did not know that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, do you think that played into like you wanting to do more the creative end of things? Because I know you come from like an athletic family. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of did. I always wanted to do this stuff. I, wa- I wanted to go into college and major in media studies and then because I wanted to write, I wanted to be a journalist and I got there and they were essentially saying print is dead. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, you know, like uh, and then somehow after years of not wanting to do it, I became an accounting major. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it's that it's that third or fourth choice major yeah. that you that you eventually slip into. And I was <laughs> like, eh, I promise of a job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that seems to be 
I feel like that's that's the toughest thing that you're fighting against when you go decide to go do something like this mm-hmm. is that whole angle of um, you know you you're supposed to get out of college and immediately go and get a job and make money mm-hmm. and and versus like you know spend some time trying to figure out what you want to do yeah. try and build your name in an industry try try something different and then so here it's interesting seeing kind of the swath of people because you were how long were you in in accounting and, and that sort of thing for about uh three years okay so you you, you were still relatively close to, to yeah. college when you mm-hmm. uh because like people like me and and max and cindy and, and they've been out in the world for for a while like it's interesting kind of going back mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like uh did you ever see that uh back to school movie um uh, rodney danger rodney danger yes <laughs> It's not that bad by any means. Oh no, it's it's not terrible. Rodney Dangerfield has a few lines. Uh, Billy Zabka is always great as a jerk. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, Billy Zabka, the Karate I, Kid bad guy. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot he was in that one. Well, now he's in that Cobra Kai. Yeah. They're, they're bringing that one back. Which is why I remember thing? his name. I'm not <laughs> an encyclopedia, but I, <laughs> I remember seeing the commercial come out for the Karate Kid, and they're like, "Billy Zabka's back." And no, I like, but what? I will say, you 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 have a reputation for for being the logical one. You are <laughs> you are the Spock of the Cyan Code. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Things have to make mechanical sense in order for you mm. to be, which I think is going to be a useful skill for you down the road. That you're going to be, I hope so. Like, have you done any any script supervision or anything like that on on a set yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I want to. Yeah, because um, I feel like that's like that continuity, oh, things yeah. like that. Like you're you're gonna be an ace in the hole for for that stuff. Because I always feel like a jerk if I'm like operating the boom and I'm sitting there. I'm like that napkin moved. <laughs> <laughs> Important fucking napkin. Yeah. That, that napkin better come Everyone's back to work. Notice that the napkin moved. <laughs> when in reality, like a tenth of that stuff gets gets actually noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're you're probably one of those guys that doesn't watch the YouTube videos of like all the things that are wrong. Oh or, yeah, or everything wrong with it. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> so what's your? Is that what you would want to go do with it? Is to to go script supervision or what's is it writing what's your uh, writing would be the thing that i really want to do i think the coolest thing ever would be to be uh on on a sitcom or a sketch show and be in the writer's room mm-hmm. I, re- I still remember and we get to do it again next week having the, the dick blasucci workshop yeah. and just all of us going around spitballing ideas i loved it i yeah. thought you know, that was one of my favorite things we've done at the school that was one of the things that y- you can't get that experience just on your own Mm -hmm. like that's something that you have to be seemingly kind of in the industry in order to to get that's why so many people when they go into the writer's rooms they'll they'll go into like you know script assistant or or something a writer's assistant or something like Mm -hmm. that just to be in the room yeah see how it works get the experience of it before you can actually sit at the table and and Mm -hmm. pitch stuff to go along with it uh it's so cool here that we actually like there's there's that opportunity and we get dick blasucci who was uh former showrunner from ad tv yeah like someone who really knows what they're talking about who who knows legitimately like we did that first one and i i I pitched there i pitched a uh uh, a short and then wrote it out for the next class Mm -hmm. and he was like yeah this one's ready to go i was like i'm shooting this as soon as i possibly can yeah (laughs) if you say okay i should shoot this right now i'm going to go ahead and run with this and Mm -hmm. see what happens what was the one that you did for that for that Uh, first i did the shtick brothers the, oh, uh, yeah. the guys with the adjusting lenses who uh who formed a cult yeah <laughs> have you done anything with that one or uh, i haven't touched that one in a long time i was thinking because he's coming back next week uh and i think we're supposed to have something ready for him on day one. Oh, are we i think we are um, okay good to uh, know <laughs> but i was like i'd like to just maybe 
get get this one together because last time it was it was kind of a mess. There was too much background, not enough jokes, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, I should just get this one like tighter and have one in the background in case for whatever reason Dick Blasucci uh, mentions to me like how did that shticka thing go I can just pull it out of my backpack and be like why don't you find out I will be amazingly impressed if he, if he remembers yes. like specific there, sketches there, from there is a 0% <laughs> chance this has happened but just let me live in my fantasy just, world no absolutely <laughs> absolutely you fantasize away yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay so you, you want to go work yeah TV would be fun to to work in mm. i think it's it's uh re- you're here for elise gay nelson when she was i was she not, did her talk no. that one was interesting because she is a tv writer mm-hmm. um just to kind of hear the back end of of how some of that world works um and i didn't realize apparently the in television the different producer roles like producer associate producer producer executive producer a lot of those are actually writers Mm-hmm. that in order to give them a higher pay grade because they've been around yeah. longer, they have to elevate them to like the next level up. Mm-hmm. So they're not actually doing... Some of them are, are actually doing the production work in that. But yeah. in a lot of cases, those are just writers who have a different title. So okay. she was, she was I think, producer, executive producer, or something like that on... Uh, on was it Last Man Standing? Is that the Tim, Tim Allen show? Yeah. Yeah. And so she she had like a relative, but she's she's like, I don't produce anything. She's mm-hmm. like, I just sit there and write. That's awesome. Yeah. But um, so as far as like the program here, since you you went through, who did you have for the for the creative writing classes when you were uh, going through this before? Um, Harold Ramos. Do you I remember? had Dale at once, and I had some people I don't remember. I took them that, like trip uh, over. Over the course of like my three years in working in accounting, I I took three or four classes here, and it was just it was very sporadic. And I was mm-hmm. working full time, and I was on business trips, and it was just it was a very infrequent thing. But the thing I always thought about was yeah, yeah. always the thing in your back mm-hmm. of your mind that you were working on. Yeah. So did you ever produce any of the things that you wrote for for those classes? Uh, one, and it was terrible. <laughs> Why? <laughs> there were there were a number of problems with it. Okay, I didn't understand uh, the point of the assignment, I think is what it comes back to. Mm. Uh, well, no, I understood it eventually, but I wrote my script, and then the teacher keeps making these suggestions, and I was like, uh, I don't remember his name, but he was a really nice guy, and this was this is something where you're actually producing it. It was like comedic film production one or something like mm-hmm. that. And he kept being like, well, how about there's this light from heaven here? And I was like, what on earth are you talking about? So like, that makes no sense to be in this script. And uh, because f- for whatever reason, probably because I was missing so many classes, I, w- I was missing his overall point of like the assignment is to is to make something kind of Edgar Wright-ish where you're visually making comedy. That's the oh, point okay. of this cl- class. And uh, so, so I wrote this very talky scene, and uh, and then he he was adding all this stuff in there, and eventually I was just like, well, this guy wants to see, you know, uh, and it just made no sense, and it was bad. So, did you, so you wound up shooting like yeah. his, his variation on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. What was the sketch about? It was about a guy who who had a dream that uh that someone that that a friend died and it turned out the friend was actually dead and then he thought he was a psychic which <laughs> was not not even my original premise <laughs> it's just like the amalgamation that the, yeah, the class like that into. was just 
complete camel of of what my original script was, which was I think uh, like a, a little sketch about two people arguing at a gym. Like yeah, I remember back to that Jim Fisher quick pitch, and that that workshop was just insane because. Um, yeah, they were just ripping apart something that I already had. I felt, from what I understand, that was in previous cohorts. That was like early in their mm-hmm. uh, time, like it was week two or three, and it was for ours that just scheduling worked out that he couldn't come into like week like seven or eight. Yeah. So we were we were kind of not past pitching. You're always learning more about pitching, but we were past pitching on the ideas that they were asking us to pitch. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it would have been better to come in with something completely new, kind of like we did for Scott Dickers. Yes. Um, but, uh, are, are you still working on any of those ideas from either of those? Not a one. <laughs> Cause the one I put together, I put together Scott Dicker's pitches when I thought I was going to be able to make it for that, for mm-hmm. that one. Uh, and one of the ones I put together was time bar. Oh yes. Yeah. So, so I did I, read that too. Yeah. What, what'd you think? I thought it was really funny. You, you like it? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, our, we're in, um, a creative writing class. It's, it's finding your comedic voice with Terrence Brown and we need to, come up with this is for the audience since i know you know all these things (laughs) i'm there yeah uh but uh we're we're trying to to write 10 pages a week and so the first thing i decided to write was a a sketch or a uh series that is based on an improv thing that you and i did (laughs) where we were which i can't even remember what the prompt for that one was i don't remember like i was trying to to come up with that as i was reading your script like how did we end up on time bar yeah uh and i i feel like one because i i remember the pieces that we had where it was the guy behind the bar and benjamin franklin like those were the two it was like the two things we talked about in advance like guy behind the bar benjamin franklin modern bar bar. benjamin franklin from 1700s like oh it's that that one's interesting uh i'm hoping we're, we're gonna do that for the staged readings yeah coming up uh so i have to pick out a probably a sequence or a scene from that one to, mm-hmm. to run through uh, i i would go uh with with the scene from uh where, where they get to germany or yeah, no, yes. to england yeah to, to, oh, london. to it's, england yeah it's, okay. it's london uh oh, okay. but it's it's two uh two english kids that, that come running through yes yeah that one was the the joke when they come running through the door the, mm. the british are coming the british are coming. yes uh i thought that was really funny but i was also like i wonder if an actor would be able to pick up because it switches so quickly i was like i think that would be a good scene to have actors read through yeah that one could be fun um yeah i want to that class is interesting because we we don't get to workshop things yes like it's it's purposefully about just content generation and Mm -hmm. just 10 more pages 10 new pages that have nothing to do with any like not nothing to do but they have they're not the pages that you've already written yes uh and so they're just pushing us to to get through as mm-hmm. much new stuff as possible. What what have you gotten through so far in there? Um, so I'm about fifty pages into a a pilot about uh, a a pair of friends who are attempting to fix a horse race. Okay. And yeah, I remember you talking about this. Yes. All right. And so uh, I already know that I'm going to cut this down to a half hour. I was like, okay, we'll make it an hour because th- there was a lot to do. But I was like. Uh, I came up with an idea recently. I was like, no, this can be a half hour, kind of like a two-part thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of had that idea when we were watching The Good Place the other day in class. Uh, it's 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 fun so far. Like, I think I got a lot of good jokes in there, but, like, if someone were to read it, they would just be like, this is getting redundant. And I think I okay. brought that up in class the other day. I was like, uh, the, these characters, they're always, they find themselves in this situation and they bicker back. Like it, and it's, uh, it's getting redundant. But if I, if I cut it down to a half hour, I'll be like, this is, this is a tight script. Yeah. 
I feel like that's got to be tough too with shows like like The Simpsons that are you're just retreading the same territory like yeah. over and over again. How do you keep stuff like that fresh? But um, I think that's the thing. Like if if you're gonna go an hour with comedy, it better be an ensemble thing, like right. where you're because that you bring different jokes from different characters and you can interweave plot lines mm-hmm. and uh, and have a lot of fun with that. But uh, a half hour, like then you cut, then you come back another week. Your audience, like. They're a little bit outside the world again. You get to bring them in a little bit once yeah. again. Do you ever feel like you're living in like a scene for too long on, yes. on the page? Oh, yes. Like, it's, a, it's like, why is this not going anywhere? Mm. Like, <laughs> I've been stuck in this room with these two characters for, you know, two and a half pages. And I feel like nothing's actually been accomplished. Well, what's what's worse for me is that like when that happens, it's usually because I'm having fun with it, and I'm like, oh god, what if they did like yeah, they, yeah. they could talk about this, they could talk about that, and then I look back, and I'm like, okay, there's like three and a half pages, and it's just two people talking in a bar like this. <laughs> this needs to be less. Yeah, we need to chop it down to something that's a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. So what uh, what are you working on now for your term two, term three? Okay, so uh, for my term two, I pitched this uh, one of the days we had we had like six hours with Cat, yeah, and um, we were just you know improving ideas in the room while we were doing while we were doing our one on ones with Cat, and uh, I talked about uh, the Inception beer, mm-hmm. and so I'm doing that, uh, working on that for my term two final project, which is going to be. Uh, I th- it's going to be interesting. It's. Uh, I feel like that's a good description for all of ours. Yes. <laughs> uh, th- there's a there's a lot of intercutting back and forth with the scenes. Like it's not it's not in in like one location. It's in a few locations, mm-hmm. and then at the end, it kind of turns into my favorite movie trailer of all time, the Inception trailer. Yeah. And. Uh, Complete with sound effects and yes. everything. Well, wow. yeah. <laughs> oh, that music is going to be in there <laughs> one way or another. And so uh, I'm working on that. I th- I think it's going to be fun. Like yeah. uh, I'm working on locations right now, but if everything falls into place correctly, uh, I, I think it'll be really, really good. Nice. That's your term two or term three? Term two. Term yeah. two. What, uh, do you know where you're doing for, th- for three? Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. I've pitched this a couple of times. Uh, the the idea about the uh, the documentary crew. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm rewriting that script currently along with my uh, term two final script uh, just to, to, to really tighten that down and be like, what do I need here? Yeah. Um, Have you started crewing up yet? No. You? That's uh slightly. I've I've actually started like generally trying to crew up of like people that I know I want to work with on on different things. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I met with a with a uh, director of photography um, that I really liked the work that he did on somebody's term three from last okay. term. Uh, and uh, uh, Dom Udell. I don't know if you no. uh, did you go to the the final screenings. I did not. Okay. Um, he did Tim, Tim Ferrari's uh, uh, okay. final film. He shot that one, uh, Upper Deckers. It's uh, just really gorgeously shot film about people pooping in the upper deck of a, of a toilet. I, the title got, uh, I didn't know it was gorgeously shot, but I figured <laughs> it uh, the is. second it's, part. It's beautifully shot. It's, it's beautifully shot, but it, it is definitely silly. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I met with him and and talked about like my term two and three ideas to see if he was interested in in, uh, mm-hmm. in either one of them, and he's he gravitated towards the term two. Okay. Um. And but I think that's kind of the approach that I'm going to take with a few people. I and I, I my hope is that will actually even help me 
wrote down which is the better idea you know mm-hmm. which one's the more interesting thing and kind of figure out because it seems like everybody that i've talked to is like latching on more to the term two than the term three um the term two is the the clowns uh taking yes. like uh, uh, I, I remember your pitch yeah. uh, and then term three i'm doing the the grocery store the, the green screen the special effects mm-hmm. one which i feel like i'm just scaring people off every time that <laughs> i talk about that one <laughs> So uh, I, I get why they're gravitating more towards the term too. I, I mean, I, I like both of them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I thought you you were having a lot of fun with uh, with what you can do in the screen. Yeah, uh, in, in terms of term three, but I just I remember like going through your pitch in uh, adaptation when you had your slides and you're like, and all of a sudden it's a clown. I just was like, whoa, what? The? <laughs> I was like, I want to see that. <laughs> Want to see the clown just walk out? Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm looking. I'm talking to uh, John Barnes about maybe playing the the clown for that one. Oh, okay, <laughs> which I think would be fun. But uh, well, cool. Well, so what have you gotten the most out of out of the out of the program so far? Like, what's your what class have you really latched on to? Um, I, I think right now I, I feel really latched on to uh, finding your comedic voice and adaptation. Yeah, I just. Uh, in part because those are mostly writing classes and, and that's what I want to do. But uh, it, it's, I don't know, those are just fun days when, yeah. we, when we get to come in and talk about what we watched and talk about our ideas and go up and, and pitch our adaptation ideas. They're, they're very conversational. And that, uh, in part, I think that's why I realized that I want to be in a writer's room because I, I just, I love those conversations. The developmental yeah. stuff where you're trying to, to and, generate and something out of it. back and forth. I just, I have a lot of fun with that stuff, and then I'm always excited to go home and like take those ideas and be like, and how how do they apply to all the different stuff I'm writing? Nice. Well, if somebody else were looking at either this program or something like it, what would advice would you have for them? Oh, uh, I think I would tell them to like learn just something about a camera before you come in here. <laughs> just like because there's know. no technical training. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I thought. Like about how movies were shot but i just i think coming in here i was like i'll figure it out like <laughs> it's like i could figure that out they no were very clear like not a technical school like you know and i was like perfect because i can just figure it out it's yeah. all common sense no 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 <laughs> so uh you know educate yourself understand uh that you know this this is great it makes it a lot of fun for it not to be a technical school but you want to come in with some background knowledge uh and I think that'll make it a lot easier for people. Nice. Well, if people want to try and track you down on social media, follow along, see what you're working on, uh, any spots they can they can find you? So I have a website that's been in development for about, you know, three months. Okay. Um, uh, I don't even know. What the, right now it's a Weebly rep website, so I don't even know what the URL is going to be. When did it's you try, done, did you try getting your own name as a URL? Uh, no. You should do it. I see if you can get it. Um, let me see if, if there's a danmurray.com. Uh, I guess as there is. There was a Mets pitcher named Dan Murray back in the 90s. And he was see. a big deal, so I'm sure he has his own website. Uh, the site is being rehabilitated. Come back soon. So somebody somebody has it but is not currently using it. Let's see. danmurraycomedy.com. That appears to be open. Mm-hmm. So you could get that. So we'll, we'll, so we'll call it danmurraycomedy.com. <laughs> 
<laughs> DanMurphyComedy.com. <laughs> for figuring that out for me. <laughs> but you have to get it before Monday because that's what this episode goes live. Okay. Don't give somebody else a chance to swoop in and take it before you do. <laughs> Vultures. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, awesome. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. And that was Dan Murray. Thank you to Dan and to the Harold Ramis Film School and the Second City staff for their help. One note, if you want to check out the Star Show that we talked about earlier on in the episode, it's called The Chair, and you can find it on Stars' website. The song on this week's episode is Tonight Our History Will End by Derek Every. You can find more of Derek's music at DerekEvery.com. That's D-E-R-E-K-E-V-R-Y. This show was recorded and edited by me, Tony Lazaretti. If you want to hear more from me and my classmates, teachers, and a few special guests, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to send us an email at filmstudentpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmstudentpod. And also be sure to check out some of my and my classmates' work at filmstudentpod.com. See you all next week. Class dismissed! Class dismissed!